You're listening to an L.A. Kings podcast. For more episodes of this and every other Kings program, visit lakings.com slash podcast. You're listening to All the Kings Men, the official podcast of the L.A. Kings. Now, here's your host, Jesse Cohen. Joining me now to talk about Frozen Fury 2021, Zach Dooley. How are you doing today, Zach? Jesse, doing great. And Kelly Cheeseman. How are you doing today, Cheese? What's up, Jess? What's up, Zach? How are you guys? Good, thank you. Now, there's a lot of questions we want to cover, but to me, the number one question, uh, and I asked Zach this the first time we talked about it, uh, will this be a full capacity event? Yes, it is a full capacity event. Like right. Utah, Utah has been well in front of us when it comes to full capacity events, but yes, this will be full capacity as is Staples Center next year. So we're happy to not be talking about limited capacity events. <laughs> you know, of course, we're talking about the game in Salt Lake City at Vivint Arena, uh, Thursday, September 30th, 2021. Tickets, uh, pre-sales tickets uh, go on sale Thursday, June 24th. Uh, wide tickets go on sale Friday, June 25th. So, Kelly, why Vivint Arena? You know, this is our third game up there already, which is hard to believe. But, you know, the, the, the ownership of the Jazz, you know, approached Luke and I, you know, a number of years ago after you know, the Vegas series was ending and, and really wanted to bring the, an NHL hockey game up, up to the arena. Um, there had been – we'd had a game up there a number of years ago, 12, 15 years ago. Um, but bringing pro hockey and NHL hockey to their arena after they did a major upgrade was important to them. And they've made a long, uh, long-term commitment to having, having us there. And, um, you know, just the marketplace has been fun for us for a long time. I mean, our, our involvement around, uh, Sundance and events in park city with Luke's hockey tournament, celebrity hockey tournament and around Sundance activation, just the, the tradition of, people from Los Angeles going up to Park City and living, having second homes or um, visiting Park City is, is, is longstanding. So it's an, it's a good fit for an out, out of market game with a fun experience for people to, uh, to travel to. I've been shocked, frankly, at how many comments I've seen, whether it's Reddit or Instagram or Facebook or Twitter, messages, whatever. Uh, There are a lot of Kings fans that live in Salt Lake City. I did not know that. Um, is does it seem like the fan, the fans grew in that market because of the games, or are the games serving a, a fan base that we didn't necessarily know was out there? Yeah, I think it's a lot of reasons. Just, I mean, f- for many years that was kind of part of our outer market broadcast territory um, until Vegas came in. Um, so they they were able to get games up there. So. You know, I think Gus and the Sharks had the best proximity to that region. I think a lot of people from L.A. moved to Salt Lake City and to Park City region. Um, And it's also a very short flight. Um, And then there's the other aspect of, you know, our our uh, our longstanding uh, legend and hero, Trevor Lewis, (laughs) the region and Mm -hmm. Daniel Brickley and all those other tentacles coming in there and. Trevor taking the cup there a number of times and, you know, just a lot of different ac- activities have gone up there that I think has created fandom the way that sports creates fandom. With, uh, with those connections you talked about, you know, why was it important for the Kings to build 
a long-term deal somewhere. It's been two years. It'll be five rather than you, you could play a destination game. A lot of places, I'm sure a lot of places would love to have the Kings for a day, but what is it that makes it special about building something in one city that becomes, you know, a, an event each year? Yeah, I think success Zach comes with continuity um, and tradition. I mean, forget when we finished frozen fury was it the 15th 20th i forget but it, i mean it had a long you know two decade level tradition i think I, I forget exactly the stat but um having an out-of-market game to build upon every year and fans that come from in the market and then you know i think fans traveling out of the market going to remember when we had that great time at you know park city before the before the Salt Lake game, like, let's go back this year. Let's bring a bigger group. I think that, that, that leads to a tradition and I, and they've made that commitment. It's nice not to chase different markets every year too. So, um, you know, there's simplicity to it as well. Frozen Fury used to be against the, it wasn't always against the Colorado avalanche, but frequently against the Colorado avalanche. Uh, when was the decision made to include the Vegas golden Knights in, in the new, Frozen Fury series. So after two years with Vancouver, um, the the group in in Salt Lake really wanted us to focus on having Vegas because of proximity of the two teams or the two clubs closest um, to the region. Obviously, they got a strong draw. I mean, the selling out the arena is important for for the for the group in Salt Lake City. So having proximity of of Vegas was important for them. And I mean, it's. It's an it's a nice rivalry. I know we're not at at the peak of our moment right now, but we will get there. And if if we could play a back to back Salt Lake City and Vegas for a decade straight, I think it'll build on a nice little rivalry of Kings versus Vegas. Um, you know, for a decade to come. Like you, I mean, remember those early Frozen Fury games when we first started playing Colorado, and you had like. Wah and Sackick and you know Dead Marsh and Allison. I mean, those were that. That's what built what some fans still ra- laugh about the rivalry of Kings versus Colorado. But it was pretty nasty then, and the preseason game in, in Vegas um, was awesome because preseasons, you know, if you, it's if it's timed right, is a whole different level. I was in Vegas a, a few weeks ago and I, I was walking through the MGM grant. I actually saw a frozen fury poster from the last game with Andre Kopitar on there. They still have it up from like the wow. last one played, which is cool. So obviously Vegas is tied in with frozen fury. Now, why to you cheese, was it important to keep the frozen fury or maybe bring back the frozen fury salt Lake shootout had a bit of alliteration to it, which was good. Not quite as good of alliteration as Frozen Fury. But from your end, you know, why was it important to kind of rebrand this series as something that's resonated, obviously very passionately with a lot of Kings fans? Yeah, there's I've, I've read all the, the social media comments around around everybody's opinion on this. I, I, I think the reality is Frozen Fury had a great brand. I recognize that we recognize that, you know, Frozen Fury in Vegas is different than it is in Salt Lake. But the point of Frozen Fury is that it was a tradition of Kings fans and hockey fans coming together as a preseason to sell in the preseason to celebrate the season starting. And independent of whether it's in Vegas or in Utah, it's about the spirit and fandom of of Kings fans coming together. And that's what we really want to build there, whether they're from Salt Lake City or they're from Los Angeles or they're 
up from Mammoth, where we have a ton of Kings fans, you know, a short drive away. Uh, all those things coming together to celebrate the start of the year and maybe getting into some some healthy arguments with some Vegas fans. And (laughs) that'll be fine. I mean, we will never recreate the 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 skinny hallway of the gauntlet at MGM Grand Garden heading to a hockey arena, which wasn't really a hockey arena like that can't be recreated. We understand that. But let's start a new tradition. And, you know, the group in, in Salt Lake is really focus on making a fun experience for the next number of years. And I think, you know, this year, I think we've got a, you know, we got a weeknight game, but when we get to a Saturday night game, it'll be even more fun, but we've got back to back Thursday. I think it's Thursday, Friday, um, preseason games, Salt Lake and, and Vegas. Why not make it a trip? I'm glad you mentioned the gauntlet because, uh, you know, to your point, obviously we, we won't have the gauntlet in Salt Lake city. That's, and that's fine. But, but when frozen fury was started, Nobody said, oh, okay, well, we'll have the gauntlet and we'll have, you know, the beer house where all the fans go beforehand and then we'll have the blackjack table. You know what I mean? Like it evolved over time and it evolved because fans went and interacted with each other and created these traditions. And so I'm very curious, especially with the inclusion of the Golden Knights um, fan base. I'm I've never been to Salt Lake City. I don't know what the opportunities will be. I don't know what the options will be, but presumably Vivint Arena will offer some sort of, you know, opportunities in the uh, in the either in the building or the surrounding areas. I, I have no doubt that the fans of both franchises will start creating their own traditions and they may interact, as you say, in a healthy conversation between the two. Fan yep. bases. Um, but yeah, it's I think it's going to be fascinating to see what what the fans can uh, can come up with as yeah. far as uh, vibes surrounding the event. Yeah, one of the one of our goals too is like to divide the arena down the middle and have half Kings fans, half Vegas fans. I don't know if we'll get there, you know, in the in the first year of doing that, but um we that was one, I don't know if you guys remember after the 2012 lockout, we had that game in Ontario um that ended up getting canceled a little preseason game versus the ducks, but we had, we had sold the arena right down the middle, half Kings fans, half ducks fans in Ontario. And we didn't get to live that moment. We could do that up in Salt Lake with uh, Vegas fans. It'd be kind of cool. It'd be a unique experience that you don't normally, you don't get to sell a lot of games right from scratch, you know, in arenas. And that'd be kind of a cool thing to do. I think like a soccer see- atmosphere. Yeah. yeah you know, like, yeah, well, I was going to say, Zach, I, I sometimes see whether it's on the message boards or, or social media, people saying, oh, I wish we had um, I wish hockey had a, an atmosphere more like a soccer game where there's chants and songs and the crowd calls out the players names while they're being introduced at the, you know, for the starting lineups and stuff like that. And, you know, obviously, hockey has its own traditions that that make it difficult to just sort of transplant soccer traditions. But a preseason game seems like the perfect opportunity to at least try it out. Yeah. And. I mean, one of the coolest things about Vegas was a sold-out preseason game, right? Those things don't happen too often, yeah. raucous experience. So a game that people are traveling to, maybe having a little bit more fun prior to the game, having a few more pops prior to the game, like it ter- turns into a good vibe. And I think, you know, I think that's – we have all that opportunity up with the commitment that, um, you know, Vivint, Vivint Arena has for us. The release stated, you know, there might be like a, a youth camp or something around the game. You know, it's not just in there for three hours and out, right? Like, what are maybe some of the other things that the Kings are looking to do 
in that area to, to build around the game and maybe something that a, a traveling fan could enjoy as well. Yeah. So we have, I think this is geez, even prior to, to having the games up there for the first time a couple of years ago, we've, we've been holding uh, youth camps up in park city. It's actually one of our more popular youth camps. So we'll, we'll be hosting it up there as well. Um, doing some, some clinics throughout the summer as well. They, to get people excited about the event. And then the jazz have activated, always activated a lot around this game and, you know, their players wearing hockey jerseys. And I think we had the, the, the jazz themed pregame warm-up jerseys that got auctioned off for um, charity and, and the marketplace last time. So some of those traditions that we see in, in LA uh, we'll have up in park city as well, or in, in Salt Lake. Sorry. I keep getting park city <laughs> on my mind. Now, uh, are the Lakers going to be jealous? Do we have to worry about that? And if there's a uh, jazz themed jerseys, we go, we work through those dynamics. <laughs> All right, perfect. <laughs> well, listen, thank you so much for joining us, Kelly. We appreciate it. Thank you guys. Always uh, enjoy the, enjoy the talks. I'm sure we'll have some more this summer. Yep. And like we said, tickets go on sale this Friday, uh, September 30th in Salt Lake city, Kings versus Knights frozen Fury's back everybody. Thanks Kelly. Perfect. Thanks guys.